Welcome to the snooze button. Hey, I'm Brittany of Brittany She and Sleep. I've got 99 problems, but my kid sleeping isn't one. So for this episode of the snooze button, you guys helped me pick the topic. Those of you who follow me on Instagram, if you don't, it's at Brittany She and Sleep. I asked yesterday, I gave you guys a couple of topic ideas and asked you which one you wanted to hear about. And all of them seemed of interest, but this topic was the winner. We're talking about starting solids and transitioning to whole milk, weaning off of either breast milk or formula. And I totally get why this one beat out the competition because I think the framework that we're given as moms for feeding our babies in the first year of life is really confusing. And you're basically told like food before one is just for fun, but also when they're a year old, they don't need any more formula or breast milk and they just need to be on food. So what are you supposed to do? Wake up the day they turn one and just stop feeding them and giving them a ton of solids. And before that, the solids didn't matter. It's very strange, right? So understandably, this comes up a ton with my clients because food and sleep are so slight. Well, food and sleep are so tightly intertwined. Like that is a reality. If you're not eating well, it's going to be really hard to become a great sleeper. And if you're not sleeping well, it's going to be hard to be a great eater. And this is true with older babies, toddlers as well. But it's especially acute in the first year of life when there are a lot of feeds happening and there's so much change occurring from those liquid feeds, introducing solids and then transitioning really just to solids. So I'm going to kind of walk you through my suggested stage for each month that your baby is once we start at four months. So from four months to 12 months. I'm caveating here. I am not a pediatrician. I mean, I, I hope that's obvious. So if any of this feels strange or confusing to you, absolutely talk to your pediatrician about it. But I want you to know what has worked for me, what I talk a lot with my clients about, and what I've also learned in my training. So you're getting a mix of all of those things. So in general, Parents are told if your baby is between four and six months and they're sitting up, that they're good to start solids. Personal hot take, don't start until six months. Up until then, between the four and six month period, that is where really it is like food is just for fun. You are just offering them tastes of things, right? Here's the kicker. Once you start though, you kind of can't stop, right? So if you start introducing solids to your baby, when they're four months old, then you're doing that every day for the next three months when you like didn't really need to start yet. And it can be time consuming. And if you've had a child already, if you're an older baby and you know how much work and time and effort and mess, let's be honest, the mess goes into feeding a baby, why not just wait? You know, the still substantive part of their nutrition is coming from breast milk or formula. So you don't need to be offering it to a four or five month old if you want to go for it. But you really don't need to start until they're six months old. And again, at six months, this really is just getting them used to different tastes and textures. So it can be something as simple as like putting a little bit of avocado on your finger and letting them taste and try it, introducing a tiny bit of oatmeal, different vegetables, purees, things like that. Speaking of purees, one big thing before I jump into like each month here that comes up a lot with parents um, is the whole like purees versus baby led weaning concept. I will say first of all there isn't some rule that like you need to attend one school of thought and then you can't diverge from it. It's like saying I'm a Montessori parent. Okay what like because your kids go to Montessori school because you only keep four toys per row 
in the closet where all the kids toys are I mean it doesn't really matter you can do things different ways right like you can offer your child a baby back rib to gnaw on if you want you can mash your own banana and feed it to them with a spoon here's the truth they're going to learn to eat no matter what it really doesn't matter I think it's a very personal choice and I feel like people get really caught up in which way is better and it's not a better or worse type of thing what is worse is not introducing your child to a variety of textures and flavors, right? If you are only giving them the same single jarred food of sweet potato for six months, they're probably going to be really freaked out when you give them a piece of salmon. Like that logically makes sense, right? So offering variety in whatever way it feels comfortable to you. I will say that as a first-time mom especially, and even now with my third, but really as a first-time mom, I was so nervous with choking, And there's nothing wrong with being nervous about choking. I mean, it's better to be cautious than not cautious about that stuff, right? So I liked the idea of spoon feeding and doing purees and mashes and stuff early on because my kids, all of them, besides Delaney, who is nine months and has one tooth, or she's 10 months now, has one tooth, my kids like don't get teeth until after they're a year old. So I didn't love the idea of giving them something hard that I was afraid they were going to choke on. So it's completely your call. You can do a mix of the two. Just offer different textures and flavors. So that was my caveat about different methods on solids. But going back to the month by month here. So at six months, again, we're just offering them tastes of things. It's also a good time to start introducing allergens. I will give you my favorite pro tip for introducing peanut butter. Do it on the day of your child's doctor appointment. If they have a six-month appointment, give them a little bit of peanut butter like an hour before you leave for the doctor. Because chances are, if you don't have a history of severe allergies in your family and other things haven't popped up in the first few months of life, it's probably unlikely that your child is going to suffer from a severe peanut allergy. But let's say they do have an adverse reaction, you're already headed to the doctor. Amazing, right? I love that tip. So that's another thing you can be doing around six months is you can be introducing a bit of strawberry, you know, a bit of shellfish, any of those major allergens, eggs that could come up if your baby's going to have an issue. It is very real that the earlier you start introducing these things, the less likely it is for them to be a problem later on. So that's really what you're focusing on in that first month and six months. Then we get into what I call the constant feeding range, seven to nine months. At seven to nine months, your baby, and I will say for all intents and purposes here, I'm assuming that around seven months, your child is now on four liquid feeds. So they are eating when they wake up in the morning. And by liquid feeds, I mean they are nursing or they are drinking formula or pumped milk from a bottle. So they're eating when they wake up, they're eating after their first nap, they're eating after their second nap, and then they're eating before bedtime. So they have those four liquid feeds a day at seven months. In that seven to nine month range, you are constantly feeding them because you are still offering those four feeds. They still have those four liquid feeds, which are taking up the bulk of their nutrition, like that's where they're getting their nutrients from, but you're starting to introduce more quote unquote meals. So you are offering them solids ideally about an hour after those first three feeds. So kind of within each wake window of their day. So sometime between when they wake up and have their first feed and before their first nap, right? There's some solids there. Maybe it's just like a little bit of egg. They have some Cheerios, whatever. Then in between their first and second nap, right, so after their first nap, they've taken a liquid feed, and then perhaps about an hour later, they have something else to eat, some little mash, some blueberries, whatever. And then the third time they're eating 
is in between their second nap and bedtime. So for some families, this could be, again, like a little snack when you're on the go in the afternoon, or maybe the baby is starting to sit in a high chair or sit with you guys at the dinner table, and you're having a little bit of something you're eating. You know, they're having a little bit of rice or a little bit of a mashed veggie, whatever that you give to them. So between seven and nine months, you are feeding them constantly because that is four liquid feeds and three solid feeds. So you're feeding them a lot, but that's good. They're starting to get a little bit more of their nutrition from solid foods. And if you are um, offering your child a bottle, this is that interesting time around seven months where the bottles stop going up in volume. So up until that point, they've been eating more and more and more, right? Like their bottles, even if they're dropping feeds, their bottles are getting bigger. So maybe they're at a place now where they're having like seven or eight ounce bottles, maybe six, every kid's different. But after this point, they are going to be consuming more, but the bottles aren't getting bigger because they're making up for it with solids, right? So they're taking those same consistent big bottles, but they're adding solids as well. So that's where you're kind of in that heavy feeding period, seven to nine months. Now, when we get to nine months, here's the magical process I will explain to you. And again, this came up, I basically invented this kind of like weaning system and shared it with friends. I share it with all of my clients. I've talked to pediatricians about it um, because, again, there's like no framework for how babies are supposed to transition from liquid feeds to just having whole milk and just like eating meals with their parents. Um, And it's really confusing. So I make it very, very straightforward for you. So at nine months, through 12 months, you're dropping one feed every month of those liquid feeds, those four liquid feeds that you have. So your baby has plenty of time to adjust to taking in more solids and to require less from the liquid feeds. So we're basically gradually transitioning them from getting all of their nutrients from milk to all of their nutrients from regular food like a big boy or a big girl. So each month you're going to do the exact same thing, and that is dropping one feed. So We always start with the two feeds in the middle of the day because the one at the beginning of the day and the end of the day, your baby, I'm of course assuming here you're not feeding them overnight, they're going the longest stretch without food. So we want to keep those intact as long as we can. The the first one when they wake up in the morning, they're nice and hungry. And the last one before bed, their tummy is nice and full to sleep all through the night. So we're first dropping that feed after the first nap and the feed after the second nap. Which one you choose at nine months does not matter. That is a personal choice based on your lifestyle, frankly. Like if it is easier for you to drop the afternoon feed first because you often have, you know, your daughter's swim lessons at four and like it would be nice to not have to put a bottle together or to have to nurse in that afternoon period. Again, it does not matter, but you do one at a time. So let's say for the sake of this argument that you're doing that afternoon feed. So it's the feed after they get up from their nap. They get up at three, they get up at four, they get up at 2.30, whenever their afternoon nap ends. You had been nursing them or giving them a bottle. So once they hit nine months, at this point, for two or three days, if you're nursing, you're going to offer a small amount of breast milk in a sippy cup instead, not to the volume that you think you have been nursing. It could be like two or three ounces. If you were bottle feeding for those two or three days, you're just reducing the amount of formula or pumped milk that your baby's getting. So we're dropping it down a little bit and at the same time starting to offer solids more quickly, right? So instead of waiting and you're offering them sometime later in the afternoon or early evening, you're basically starting to replace that liquid feed with a meal. So that could mean you, for those two or three days, you give them, you know, two ounces of breast milk. And then as you're doing that, you're putting together 
a little thing with some vegetables or some puree or a pouch or whatever, and you're giving it to them right away. So they are going to start eating a meal instead of having a liquid feed. And once they're done with those couple of days where you're just reducing the liquid, you replace it with water. So now a week, let's say it's a week after they've turned nine months, now when they get up from that second nap, they have a big snack, they have their meal, and they have some water. And then you continue on with your day. And later on, they are nursed or they have their bottle before bed, right? Um, and you and you carry on in that sense for the next couple of weeks. Same thing when they're 10 months. So in this story, I've dropped the feed at the second nap first. Now we're going to drop the feed after the first nap. So same exact concept. You're going to offer a smaller amount of the milk in a sippy or a formula in a sippy for a couple of days, then drop it all together. And basically what we're doing here is moving to from these four liquid feeds to breakfast, lunch, afternoon snack, and dinner. So that post-second nap meal, if you will, is like their afternoon snack, right? And then we're replacing that post-morning nap meal where they're waking up at maybe 11 a.m. or something like that becomes their lunch, right? So after you're feeding them very quickly from when they wake up for those those two middle-of-the-day feeds, you can start pushing the time back a little bit because Babies who are on a good like eat, wake, sleep schedule are used to being fed right away. So you might want to be offering the water and the solids like very quickly after they wake up. But as they get a little bit older, it's not like, you know, you're shoving a plate of pancakes down their throat at exactly 11 a.m. when they wake up. It might be they get up, they're hanging out for a little bit, you're putting a little lunch together and they eat at like 11.45. It's totally fine, right? You can kind of move that around as they get older. Now, at 11 months, you're doing the same thing you did with those middle-of-the-day feeds, but you're doing it at the last one of the day. So this is where, again, you would reduce how much you're feeding them before their bedtime routine, before they go to bed. And after a couple of days, they're just having dinner with you. So you guys have dinner, they have water, they are hanging out, eating whatever you guys eat at dinner time, and then you just put them to sleep. And that's it. They've dropped that before bedtime, if you will, feed. And then the last one to go is the morning one. So you're going to do the exact same thing. Um, here's the thing that's even better about that last feed that you're dropping in the morning. So around 11, 11 and a half months, what you can do if you're nursing, you can start offering a sippy cup in the morning of partially pumped milk and partially whole milk. And you're basically going to shift the ratio. And again, this is true if you are bottle feeding as well formula. So you're going to shift the ratio so that it's more and more whole milk over the course of a couple of weeks. So it could be that you're offering four ounces of breast milk or formula with one ounce of whole milk, and then you shift it ounce over ounce, right? Week over week. So by the time your baby is a year, when they wake up in the morning, they're just getting a sippy cup of whole milk and like they are none the wiser. It has not been this big dramatic thing. It's not like you're nursing five times a day and then suddenly you're supposed to stop cold turkey or your baby's taking five bottles a day and you have to stop cold turkey. So you're doing this gradual process over the course of many months. So it's easy on your baby. It's easy on you. And if you're a mom who's nursing too, it's easy on your boobs, right? Because you're not going from this like big dramatic now I have to pump five times a day situation. And it works really, really well. If your child has some sort of allergy and they can't take whole milk and they need a milk alternative, right, those are things to discuss with your pediatrician, what would be the best course of action there. But one thing I will say to you too about the whole huh, whole whole milk thing is truthfully, and again, talk to a lot of pediatricians about this, I think we as parents like of the 80s and 90s, 
we're the got milk generation, right? Like it was it pounded into our brains that like if you don't chug like gallons of milk a day, your brittle bones are going to snap in half, um, which is really not the case. Your kids do need calcium. So if they're getting it from whole milk, that's great. Um, but they can also be getting it from cheese. They can be getting it from yogurt. There are other forms of calcium that they can be having. And truly, when they're over a year old, they need somewhere between 8 to 16 ounces of whole milk a day or some other form of calcium that they would be getting from whole milk. So if you're sitting there with like a 14-month-old and you're like, I didn't know I didn't need to give them like three seven-ounce bottles of milk a day, now you know. And when you're ready to reduce it, you absolutely can. Um, and that's great, right? We make the slow progression over the course of many months. The other thing I want to say to give you confidence as you tackle starting solids, weaning, all of that, I think people get really, like some parents get really obsessive about like the type of foods they're feeding their baby, how quickly their baby's learning to drink from an open cup, to use a spoon. I have this like acute memory of my older son, my oldest son's mommy me class of some mom being like, oh, my son, like he's been using a spoon for like three months. Like, oh, do other people's babies, like clearly just trying to intimidate other moms. And as a first time mom, I'm like, WTF, like I didn't even know I I was supposed to be like, I was just feeding him with a spoon. Like, do I need to make him use it? Like, what am I doing wrong? And I spent like 30 minutes that afternoon, like trying to get him to, I don't remember even how old he was, maybe like seven months. I remember just like really trying to get him to take the spoon and hold it and feed himself and being so stressed out about it. And I talked to a friend and she was like, oh my God, we need to stop being so crazy. Like no one's child is going to college not knowing how to hold a spoon, right? Like give yourself a break. You're doing awesome. If you want to do baby led weaning, if you want to do spoon training, (laughs) open cup training, whatever it is, it's fine. But let me tell you from experience, that day after I spent 20 minutes trying to get my son to hold a spoon, I released and I said, he will hold a spoon when he decides to hold a spoon. And guess what? He currently holds a spoon. I don't even know when he started doing it, but I stopped caring. And he is very fully capable now as a five-year-old, not only of using all of his utensils, but of bringing his plate to the dishwasher and of filling his water cup himself and being a normal five-year-old. They all get there at their own pace and don't feel like the specific brand of baby food that somebody else uses or the specific products that they use are more advanced and you you need to change things. Whatever you're doing, you are doing great. That is my weaning and solids speech for you guys today. Would love to hear your feedback. Remember, you can always send in comments, questions, guest ideas. I'm going to start lining up guests soon to podcast at BrittanySheehan.com. And until next week, happy weaning and happy solids eating. Loving the snooze button? Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And please leave a review. I will read it and internalize it. So make sure it's very glowing. If you're interested in working with me or learning more about my courses, head to BrittanySheehan.com or follow me on Instagram at Sleep.